called the Mission 2019 Thirst Eucharistic Conference. I'm your host, Father Craig Hochalter, along with really famous Catholic. I'm, I'm a little humbled. You have your own show. I'm going to get my own show in like 2020, I think. i got to talk to them. Uh, uh, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, welcome to 2019 Thirst in Bismarck, North Dakota. Thank you. It's great to be here, Father. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you. I know when I come to these conferences, it's kind of like Catholic Disneyland. You get to meet all these famous <laughs> Catholic people. Well, not, not, not famous, uh, faithful. <laughs> and, and, and I just want you—I just want you to know that when I was here hosting before, there really wasn't anybody around the tent, and you climb in the tent. There's like 20 people watching our show right now. So for those of you at home, the crowd grew because you entered the tent. So when you leave, they'll all like go away. And I'll have to succumb to humility again. Uh, Deacon, you—you you do a lot of things, and yes. um, you know, I'm sure you have your favorite topics, and you're bringing. Uh, some of those favorite topics to Thirst 2019 for the mm -hmm. pe the people of Bismarck. Uh, speak of those. What do you what do you want to impress upon people as they come to hear you speak well, in such a dynamic way? Yeah. So the first talk is on uh, evangelization, and that's a buzzword in the church today. Everybody's about evangelization, evangelization. Terribly. But but what but what is what is it really? Uh, you know, here's the thing. Uh, it comes from a word evangelion in Greek, which meant good news. Like, for example, the time of Homer, like three centuries before Christ. The way the Greeks used that word was um, news, good news after winning a battle. Mm. We have evangelion. We, we won, right? But by the time it was used by the Romans at the time of Christ, it was evangelium in Latin, which means good news. But it was news that when Caesar proclaimed it, it wasn't just good news. It was life-changing news. Because the news from Caesar can change your life. Mm. Now imagine us as Catholics. The news of Jesus Christ, who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, can and will change your life. That's what evangelization is really about. It's not just good news. It's life-changing news. Because it's an encounter with Christ, the living God himself. So that's what I'm going to try to impart today on the talk of evangelization. How do we effectively talk to people about Jesus Christ in a way where we don't offend people, we're not angering them, and most especially, what about family members? Yeah, your son or a daughter who's away from the church? How do That's you even touchy. begin? I, it is! I mean, especially coming up on, a, on the holiday season, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you always want to avoid that awkward discussion about why you go to church and that kind of thing. So I we're going to talk about that. How do you effectively talk to people about encountering Jesus Christ? So that's the first talk. I'm already excited. And, I mean, I'm, I'm fairly evangelized. I'm a priest at the Catholic Church. But I kind of, this little boy is staring at me. I, he's excited by you, too. You have, <laughs> you have such a power with you. And you're so dynamic. As you go around to these the Eucharistic conferences and men's conferences especially, um, where do you see the state of, of the people, you know, men and women, when you come to these? And, and you know, I asked Jeanette how, just prior to you, what, what do you pray for? What when when they you know you 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 spot words and thoughts and ideas, but what do you pray for them? Well, I I pray for what I mean for what's for what should be happening in the church now. You mean uh, right now, like at yeah. this conference, uh, like when you see the eyes and you, yeah. you see these people, and you're going to speak to them in a few hours. Yeah, I I pray that they have a a deeper encounter with Christ in the sense that when we leave mass, the deacon kicks you out. Get out. <laughs> go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Go in peace and, and glorify the Lord by your life. It would Just probably work see. if you'd say get out. It'd probably yeah. work better. <laughs> 
I'm going to be honest. I think we're a little bit too nice. You know, Jesus never uses the word nice. We use it all the time. I don't know why. (laughs) So you just received Christ's word as sacrament. Now our job is to go out there and be Eucharist to the world. So I want to empower them to do that more effectively. Uh, To go out there and truly bring Christ to others. To be Christ for others. Because we're empowered by word and sacrament. Because we're empowered by that that spiritual muscle memory, if you will. Because muscle memory, if you're an athlete, you do the same things over and over again because you're training your body to respond to a certain situation that finds itself in in the game. Well, what's our game? Abortion, euthanasia, the so-called redefinition of marriage, which is, of course, not marriage at all. Uh, This transgenderism nonsense. Uh, Euthanasia, fetal stem cell. I mean, that's, that's where we need to bring Christ. You know, it's not enough just to be Catholic on Sunday. We've got to bring Christ to the world. We've got to witness to the power of Christ. And, and we're afraid, you know. And First John 4, like 17 or 18, says love casts out all fear. We have to learn how to love more than be afraid. So if I could get people to love more and, and be empowered to go out there and really witness to their faith in a way that's meaningful in other people's lives, then... You know, again, we're working with Christ. We already have the Spirit. We just have to, like, unlock that a little more and cooperate with the grace of the sacraments and go out there and witness to Christ. Deacon, from where do you get your power? You, you, you are so on fire. Uh, how did that happen? Where, where does, from where does yours come? Well, here's the thing. Yeah, I want to hear about the people thing. People aren't going to believe this, though, but I'm actually an introvert. Uh, I was a Benedictine in my 20s. So, um, I, so to be honest with you, where, my, where I think I get my energy vitality is from Eucharistic Adoration. Believe it or not, that's, I mean, I, 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 to be, I, I feel, I feel more like myself in Eucharistic adoration than I do speaking in front of people. I'll never forget, uh, folks. By the way, we're coming to you live, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Am I pronouncing your oh, last yes, name that's right. correctly, yes, Sivers? Absolutely. Uh, who is the dynamic deacon, and he he's more the dynamic. I'm not quite the linguist I want to be. I'm thinking of a of a word to describe you right now. Your your affect is so powerful. But, you know, I, I remember hearing this homily um, from an archbishop when I was in seminary formation. And he was talking about how his heart just sinks when people talk to him about how, how mass might be boring. And, and we, we all have our qualms, right, whatever, whatever it might be. And I don't want to get into that. My point in bringing this memory up, this anecdote, is that he said, it's the Eucharist. It's the creator of the world. How boring can that be? Mm-hmm. And I think you're getting to that with your own encounter that's spawned what you do now in, in your dynamic evangelization. But how do you promise and how can we get that into the hearts of the people attending 2019 Thirst that well, that you that encounter will change your life? Yeah, like I wish I, was talking, of, I wish I was talking about that. That's not what it obviously wanted me to talk about. But um, because I have a whole talk on the Mass and connecting the Mass to your everyday lived experience. Next time when the you reason, come back. Yeah, the reason why they say Mass is boring Especially young people, because they don't know why they're there. Let's I be honest. think it kind of is. They're, they're and I'm there. the one preaching. They're there because mommy and daddy make them go. That's right. Or they're there because they have to sign some piece of paper to show father they went to mass so they can get confirmed. But there's, there's a serious disconnect between what happens at that altar and their everyday lived experience out in the world. Serious disconnect. So what we have to do is to have them understand how everything that's happening up there is connected to their everyday lived experience in the world. But yet, that, what Christ is offering at the Mass, that's exactly what they want. And I'll prove it to you. I don't watch TV. I can't, I, I really don't, even though I'm on EW10, right? I mean, I don't, I don't watch myself. But I want to talk um, about that. That's the next yeah, segment. He, okay. does not, he does not watch himself. No, I, never. Um, 
And, and so uh, when I flip through the channels every once in a while, I'm in a hotel, I flip through the channels. What am I missing? What's the big deal? You know what I see a lot of shows on? Vampires and Zombies. And I'm asking myself, why are we so obsessed with our culture with, with these, cre these malevolent creatures of folklore and legend? It didn't, it didn't struck me. You know, both those creatures are dead, but yet they're alive. So what does a vampire that's dead have to do to stay alive? Drink blood. What does a zombie that's dead have to do to stay alive? Eat flesh. So what they're craving is flesh and blood. But because they don't know what's happening at mass, they don't know who's that monstrous in adoration, they're trying to find flesh and blood in creatures that are dead that can't give them nothing except take their money. When for free, and why is it free? Our Lord already paid the price. They can come to the holy sacrifice of the mass and receive the true body, blood, soul, divinity of the living God that will give them eternal life forever in heaven. That's what they want. But because they don't know why they're there, they're trying to find the vampires and zombies. So what we have to do is reconnect them to, to have them understand, here's what's happening, here's why it's happening, and here's what any of that has to do with your life every day. Once they get that, game over. Game over. So I kind of like it, but does everybody ever ask you why you shout all the time? Well, here's the thing. That, that's a good that's a good question. See, I'm I mean, I'm kind Jersey. of in, I'm inspired, but there, I can see like women Look, being like, he shouts okay, all the no, time or he's no, angry. No, Why is he so angry? It's, it's not a men women thing. It's a, it's a where you are in the country thing. I'm from Jersey. Okay. I grew up around Italians. They use their hands. You see me. I use my hands all the time. They shout. I grew up around Italians, you know, you know, so so that's the pre but so people in the East Coast, they get it. Oh, he's just being passionate. Oh, this is a, on the West Coast and some other place, they're like, he shouts. He's, I'm like, I'm not shouting. Or he's angry. I'm not, I can't even tell you the last time I've been angry. I honestly cannot tell you the last time I've actually felt anger. Uh, I'm just passionate. But East Coast, they, the South, they get it. West Coast, maybe not so much. <laughs> I bet they get it in Tennessee, right? Like the, like the, the Bible Belt. I kind of want to go longer with him. I mean, I know i got a few minutes left and I'm taking up time. But your power is, is so inspiring. And, and you're right. You couldn't not be more of a contra example to North Dakota, which is so, like, monochromatic. And we're going to be like, wow. But I know you'll touch hearts because of, of the grace that's behind you, uh, Deacon. And I want to speak more about your topics that you'll present yeah, to us uh, sure. later on in the day here at, at Thursday. We're, we're coming up um, uh, in, in a short break here. If you could, Deacon, um, as, you, as you see the vendors, uh, the vendor booze, and the people kind of uh, increasing here in, in the vendor hall, uh, what does that do for your own faith? Like, what do we well, do for you? We have to bring you some excitement, right? I mean, well, you yeah, said you're an introvert, so yes. your energy comes from being alone. Yes. But talk to us a little bit about that before we go to break. Well, what I, what I love about this is that um, there's so much confusion in the church right now. There's so much question, there's so much dissension, there's so much tension. And, um, you know, to come to a place like this and say, okay, Jesus Christ still is Lord. <laughs> you know, that, that we can still come That'll together never and, and, and celebrate the beauty and truth of our faith, despite everything that's going out, both without and within the, outside of and within the church itself. We can still come together, we can still be Catholic, we can still have joy, we can still have enthusiasm for our faith, despite everything else. That's what I love about being at events like this, you know, especially when you see this many people gathering together to just celebrate the, 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 the beauty and truth of that encounter of intimate loving communion with the living God. 2019 Thirst, we're coming to you live from the Bismarck Events Center here. I'm your host, Father Craig Holkalter, along with Mike Kidrowski and, and the dynamic deacon, 
Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Uh, he is going to speak a whole lot more about what he's going to bring to the whole Thirst Conference as, as he presents to the, the lay uh, men and women, clergy and religious here in the Diocese of Bismarck and beyond. Uh, please, friends, don't go anywhere. We got a lot more excitement coming back from 2019 Thirst Called to Mission. <laughs> 